Hey, it is January 2024. Happy New Year and welcome back to Waterproof Records. I know I fell a smidge behind during the holidays. The last episode that I put out was episode 49 with my guest Guarcinio Hall from Two Minutes to Late Night. And that was about mid-December. So I apologize. It's taken me a couple weeks. But hey, Christmas season. It's the holiday season. Scootin' de doot. It uh, keeps you busy and things get a little crazy. There was a little bit of travel and we'll get into some of that on the episode. But today we're going to do something a little bit different instead of just talking about one particular album or flashing back or having a guest. I'm actually going to tell you my top 10 albums of 2023, including about, I think it's like 15 honorable mentions. So this was really hard to narrow down, but I hope this interests you. I think it'll be a lot of fun to talk about some of these newer bands and there's older bands with new releases, but I wanted to share them with you. So let's get into it. Waterproof Records, top 10 of 2023. Let's go. You know, the hardest thing about doing a podcast is once you fall out of rhythm recording the show, it gets trickier and trickier with each passing week to make the time to set up. And I wish I had like a permanent studio space, but I don't yet. But that is one of my goals of 2024 is to create a space where the podcast is able to record at a moment's notice. A lot of times I have to set up this little scenario here because it's in a common space that I have to share. And so it's just, it's one of those things. You break it down, you put it back up, you put up the lights, you put up the mic. Um, and I have this awesome thing that I get asked questions about over here, the Violumi, uh, which illuminates records. The only thing that's been challenging for this is I don't have a ton of see-through records. I have um, a lot of color ones. But as you can see right now, I have the Pixies Bossa Nova on here and it's a red album. It's see-through red. But so the color that's kind of going through this on the Vilumi is just really highlighting the red. But I need to get some more clear or splatter albums that I can share here. But this was such a cool gift and uh, I highly recommend you pick them out. Pick one out and get it. It's really easy to find. You go to Vilumi and uh, search it online and you can buy these. They're very, very cool. And I love mine. It's just such a cool feature to the show. Um, but we're going to get into this show. I, I don't know how long this is going to take because unlike past episodes where I'm talking about, you know, a Radiohead album or a Smashing Pumpkins album, this is 10 albums and then a bunch of honorable mentions. So I'm going to try to get through it quickly. I haven't decided yet if I'll try to uh, play some excerpts from each album. I don't want to get into any kind of copyright trouble. So that's always a, a tricky thing. I did just a touch of it, I think, on a previous episode uh, just to have a little fun. But I just I'm just always so weary of this show, you know, getting flagged or pulled because I get enough of those copyright strikes. Trust me, um, I don't get them too bad on TikTok or Instagram, but occasionally I get them when they get to Facebook or other platforms that I'm posting videos on. Um, but anyway, but before we get into that, I have to tell you about DistroKid. You know about DistroKid, but I'm here to remind you, this is your year. This is the time. You gotta go sign up for DistroKid and get your music, your art out there into the world. It's super easy, and my link, my special VIP link, will give you 30% off. It is waterproof records. No, 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 that's me. 
It is distrokid.com slash VIP slash waterproof. 30% off your first year. And they have so many cool things. They have the app now, the iOS app. And it, it makes it so easy to check your DistroKid bank to see what kind of royalties you're earning. And then, again, this is the way that you get on Spotify and Tidal and Apple Music. And it even puts your music on apps like TikTok. And so you could be the next big viral video that everybody's singing and dancing to. You never know, right? My songs from, from Out of the Deep End are on TikTok and on Instagram because of DistroKid. And I'm hoping, guys, fingers crossed, that 2024 is my year where you're gonna get some new music from me. I have been working on it, and I'm very excited about it. I'm just working on a few details, but <clears throat> more soon. But that being said, it is time to get into the top 10 albums of 2023. Um, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about what I've been up to. Um, at the end of December, I went back to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, my hometown. Yes, yes, yes. I took the whole family, we went back, and if you can believe it, this was the first time that my children have ever set foot in Tulsa, Oklahoma, let alone Oklahoma. I know that's crazy, but see, I moved away from Oklahoma in the 90s, and then I lived in Illinois for a little while, and then I moved to Los Angeles. And the few times that I've been back, the the early, the mid-2000s when I'm back, I didn't have kids yet. Um, then I went back again in 2012, sadly, for my grandmother's funeral, and I was the only one. It was kind of um, it was just a difficult time to travel. And so I went by myself just so that I could attend my grandmother's funeral. My Mima. If you grow up in Oklahoma, you might have a Mima or Texas. Um, that's definitely the name of grandmothers down on that part of the country. Um, but I went back then and then I went the last time I was in Tulsa was in 2017, I went back for my high school reunion, my 1997 20-year high school reunion, which was a good time. I had a really good time when I went in 2017. Again, I went by myself, um, and it was. Uh, I also did stand-up comedy while I was there. I did two shows. Second night sold out. The first night, it was just harder to get everybody to come out. It was still really full, but I did an hour um, that was really kind of, uh, the beginning of the end of me slowing down and stand up. And it was because I did an hour in my hometown, crushed it. It went amazing. Uh, the shows were fantastic and I really had hit my stride, but returning back to Los Angeles after doing an hour in that kind of place, um, and then coming back to LA and going to an open mic, I remember sitting there and waiting like two and a half, three hours for some guy who was running this mic to even let me go up and do five minutes. And I just felt it was really difficult to come back and just be absolutely, you know, at the bottom of the barrel again. Not that that's what made me quit, but it definitely did hurt my motivation and my drive for comedy at the time, which started to kind of peter out by 2018, 2019. And then, like I've mentioned before, the lockdown really really zapped any desire. And now I get so much comedy fulfillment talking to you, um, making videos. It really does scratch that itch of comedy. Um, anyway, I'm all over the place. I'm talking about Tulsa. So we went back to Tulsa and uh, I took my kids, my whole family, my wife, my kids, and we got to visit with some family. I saw some old high school friends, had a really, really great time. It was a really positive experience. I took my kids to Brahms which is like an ice cream, kind of a mini shopping experience with also burgers and fries and stuff like that. But the the real selling point of Brahms for me is the cherry limeade. So I took my family to go have a cherry limeade at Brahms and it was a hit. 
That was a big part of my childhood was having cherry limeades. My mom would let me get them when I was sick. They're probably not good for you when you're sick, but hey, this was the 80s and 90s and it worked, really cheered me up. (laughs) So uh, we go back, we see my parents, my brother's there, his family's there, and we just had a wonderful time. And it it just became tricky to like make videos or get a podcast out because I was just enjoying my life. I was enjoying the holidays and I enjoy making this show, but it's just crazy how things get so busy. Um, but I'm back. It's 2024. I'm really excited. I owe you three episodes in January because I was short one in December. So you're definitely going to get this one. And then you get two more this month, which I got to crank out for you because I definitely try to give you two episodes a month. I'd love to get to a place where I could release even more, but given how busy it is at my age with my family, with my job, with all my responsibilities, this is about all I can squeeze in. Um, but I do love making the show. So I hope everybody had a wonderful 2023 um, and I'm excited about 2024. I'm excited to make more videos. Some crazy stuff has happened in the past few days. Um, Rage Against Machine announced that they were no longer going to tour and no longer going to play live. I made some videos about that. And then just today, as I'm recording this earlier this morning, the Smashing Pumpkins announced that they're looking for a third guitar player. And I have had a, a field day. Um, joking that I was going to join. I'm definitely going to apply. Um, I'm a good guitar player. I, I have played since I was 12. I can handle rhythm pretty well. I can do some decent solos. Um, I don't think I'm on par of Jeff Schroeder's shredding ability. Um, I just don't think I am. I've never been super strong in that department. And I feel like that that may be what they're looking for, but Hey, What the hell? I'm going to apply. And who knows? Maybe I could be in the Smashing Pumpkins. (laughs) Okay. So now we've done that recap. Let's talk about my top 10. Now, this was hard. This wasn't easy for me to whittle these down. And I'm going to tell you right now before I get into them, there's going to be an album that you loved in 2023 that I missed. There will be. I promise you. I do not have all the time in the world to listen to every single album. I try I try, but I will have missed some. I will. So try not to get too bent out of shape if I don't talk about your absolute favorite album of the year. Also, remember, these are my personal music tastes. So if you listen to this episode or you watch this episode and you want to tell me to check out something, I'll definitely try to. Um, My social media messages are chock full of nothing but recommendations. That's the number one thing people send me. They recommend artists that I should check out, recommend videos I should make, and they also recommend me to listen to their band. Now, I love you for it, just only so much time in the day. So I I narrowed these down to a top 10, and the only reason the honorable mentions didn't make the top 10 boils down to how much time I got to spend on the album. Some of these albums just really connected, and I spent days, if not weeks, listening to them over and over again because they really caught, you know, like that just when an album really comes at the perfect time or I saw the band live and I was like, oh my God, holy shit. So the ones that made in the top 10 are the ones that really got me. And then I would say the ones that are in my honorable mentions are, um, they were fantastic and they easily could have been in the top 10. Um, but they, I just didn't get that quality time. I listened to them. I enjoyed them, but they would often get pushed behind the ones in the top 10. 
These are not in order. These aren't in a, you know, this is my favorite because I really it's difficult for me to do that because you're going to hear on the variations of these albums. Each one kind of would come along or listen to it. It really scratched that itch, fulfilled that urge of what I wanted to hear. But I don't think I necessarily had one that was like, this is it. This is my top. Uh, Maybe. Let's see after we go through them. But you've waited long enough. We are we're we're. however long we are into the episode and you're like, come on, tell me some of the albums already. So here we go. The first one that I'm going to tell you about is the band Spotlights. Okay. Um, I was introduced to this band by a friend online, someone I haven't met in person, um, but he sent it to me and I was immediately, I was floored. I was just absolutely blown away. It was so fucking good. Um, the first song that I heard, well, here, I have it right here. I actually have it on, on record right here in front of me. This is it. Um, I'm holding it up. If you're not seeing it, it was sunset burial. Oh my God. That was the song. Just the way that it came in. It's heavy. It's dark. This is a dark album. So spotlights alchemy for the dead spotlights, uh, is husband and wife, Sarah Quintero and Mario Quintero. And then drummer Chris Enriquez, who Chris and I have met in real life. We met at Mr. Bungle last year. Super great guy. Um, we've messaged each other, and he's just so rad. Um, such a cool dude. And this this album is just fantastic. It's really dark. It's really heavy. It's got a mood. Um, so you've got to be in the headspace for that, because I made a video about Spotlights, and I think some people were like, this is amazing. Others were like, whoa, that was dark. Um, but I loved it. This band is originally from Brooklyn, New York, but I believe that they recorded this or at least uh, Sarah and Mario are now living in Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But again, Spotlights, Alchemy for the Dead. So fantastic. Really loved it. Listened to it over and over again this year. Um, And it just really rocks. Love that album. Okay, number two, Um, again, no particular order, is Bully. And their album, Lucky For You. Now, Bully is Alicia Bagnano. And I believe she was born in Germany. Then she moved to the United States when she was young. But she started this project in, I think it was 2013 in Nashville, Tennessee. She is Bully. That's the name of the project. So she's had members join and tour and record with her. But it's it's her baby. Bully's her baby. Um, the album is called Lucky For You, and the, I think the first time I heard a song off of this album was there was a song called Lose You, where Bully, Alicia, ch- uh, teamed up with Soccer Mommy. Soccer Mommy is Sophia Regina Allison, and they partnered up on that song, Lose You. I heard it. I was like, this is great. And this whole album is really great. She's got a cool energy to her performance. There's a touch of the breeders in there. Um, it's just great alternative indie. Um, it's got a roughness to it. She sings great, but she also has like a, a, a she can do like a gravelly kind of screamy thing. Um, it's excellent. Uh, Bully, I highly recommend this album. Lucky for you. See, this is very different, right? Because I normally focus on an album. I talk, I go into detail about the album. But because a lot of these are not uh, bands that I'm really well versed in, I'm just trying to do my best to recommend the top. So you can check them out for yourself. 
And I don't necessarily know a lot about Alicia Bagnano and her career. I don't know a ton about Spotlights and their journey. Uh, you know, Alchemy for the Dead was their fourth uh, full length album. So they've been at it for a while. But uh, these are just new bands coming into my world. All right. Number three, Origami Angel. The album is called The Brightest Days. Now, let me be clear. The band calls this album a mixtape and not a full length album. But it is. It runs super fast. I think it's eight songs and 22 minutes. So, I mean, you could say it's an EP, but it feels like an album to me. It just feels like one of those really fast rocking upbeat albums. Origami Angel is a super fun band, great energy. Um, I was into their albums before this as well. And apparently these were songs that they wrote during the COVID lockdown, um, you know, kind of songs about childhood and growing up and seeing that part uh, drift away. But this album is just a joy. It's just so fun to listen to. And it was definitely one of those pick me up uh, albums that I needed to to lean into this year. I think that they were at Riot Fest and I didn't get a chance to see them. I can't remember now if it's that I didn't get there in time or if they were part of the the rain out. Um, don't remember because there was a, on the last day there was a rain in the morning and there was a bunch of bands that got pushed and which was kind of heartbreaking. I think they played. I just don't think I got there in time. But Origami Angels, super fun band. The album, The Brightest Days. Um, they are from Washington, D.C., and they're consisting of singer and guitarist Ryland Hagee and drummer Pat Doherty. Don't kill me if I mess up these names. Um, so technically a third album, but they don't think of it as that. Um, so Origami Angel, The Brightest Days. Okay, up next, this one I'm really excited about because this is a relatively new band. They haven't been together for super long. And I got a chance to see them live in the fall. Um, someone had messaged me and told me about the band. But like I told you, it gets lost. You know, people will say, check out this band, check out this band. And I won't have time to get to it. Or if I listen to it, I might get interrupted. But the band is Tiger Cub. Tiger Cub's album, The Perfume of Decay. Ugh, this, this kicks ass. And I got to see them play live. Um, they are from Brighton, UK. And the band is Jamie Stephen Hall, uh, James Alex, and Jimmy Wheelwright. And so they're a trio. And the lead singer of Tiger Cub is seven feet tall. Isn't that amazing? The dude is so tall. And I got invited to this thing um, by Loose Groove Records. Um, And it was a really cool, intimate thing. Now, Loose Groove, uh, some of the people involved are Stone Gossard, Pearl Jam. Um, I think he's one of the co-founders or main founders of Loose Groove. So I got a chance to go to this concert where they were highlighting a bunch of their artists from releasing music in 2023. Um, and this was the headliner of the night. This was the big act closing out. And I mean, we're talking heavy and deep guitars. There's a an aspect of muse to them, but the the vocals are more shoegazy and dreamlike. But it is a really kick-ass album. So Tiger Cub, The Perfume of Decay. Um, I have notes um, for those of you who just listen. I, I have notes that I'm, I'm referring to so that I don't mess things up. So I am reading. But again, if you know something about these bands that I don't or that I missed, uh, you can feel free to, to message in the comments or say something um, that I need to figure out or look into in the future. All right. Now, the fifth of my top ten that I'm going to get into is Teenage Wrist. 
And the album is Still Love. Now, I I feel like the name Teenage Wrist had been floating around me in my sphere. People had recommended it or I'd heard somebody say something and I hadn't spent any time with them. But uh, they're a Los Angeles band and it's Anthony Salazar and Marshall Gallagher. Um, They originally when they started, they had a bassist named Campton Mohager. But they left in 2019, and so now it's just a duo. It's Anthony Salazar and Marshall Gallagher. This is their third studio album, Still Love. Great. So many tones and sounds of the 90s. It really sounds good, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, I think that because the 90s are a popular thing amongst the younger generation now, there's a lot of musicians coming out, and they're, they're playing these sounds. And I don't think that's something we need to be afraid of. It's not, I don't think that they're trying to be like, we want to sound exactly like the 90s, but there's something, and you know this because you follow my shit, there is this great, full, analog, rough guitar, drum, bass sound from that era that we somehow lost a lot of that in the 2000s and 2010s. Now, that's not saying that there weren't bands doing it. But it kind of drifted out of the mainstream. It drifted out of music. Things were much more focused on high production value. Things were focused on being perfect. You know what I mean? Like just everything had to be perfect and just put through a computer and made like it's like this is a song without a flaw. And what I love about these bands now is that they're starting to embrace it should sound like a live band that you're going to go see. This recording should sound like people playing instruments with actual hands on strings, with actual drumsticks, you know, hitting and not being perfect. And I feel like everybody that I'm talking about so far have this sensibility of let the music be music. Let's not worry about it being overly produced. Um, not, not saying that these albums aren't wonderfully produced. They sound amazing. And I think that's just the nature of where we are with technology and recordings. Um, but teenage wrist still love very good 90 sound. Okay. Now I've reached number six and now there, we're going to be talking about a few that are bands that I have loved for years, decades. Um, number six on my list is explosions in the sky with their album end. If Explosions in the Sky release an album, it's going to get in my top 10 for the year. They are one of my favorite post-rock bands of all time. I've had an idea in my head for the years since I started making these videos about how I would address my discovery of Explosions in the Sky. This band is from Texas. They started out in 1999, and they're often really linked to cinematic things or television things like Friday Night Lights because that really is what gave them their push to the mainstream and got them a lot of listeners is that ambient post-rock guitar sound of explosions in the sky is linked to that universe for a lot of people. And that's definitely, I, I didn't discover them through Friday night lights. Somebody gave me explosions in the sky. It might've been my brother and I fell in love. The earth is not a cold dead place is one of my absolute favorite albums of all time. It is in my top 10 desert island albums um i'm going to do a show on that at some point in time um, but i love it so much so explosions in the sky they released an album called end and they did it they launched a tour called the end tour now people have suspected that this could mean that they're coming to an end that this is the last time they're tour and i sure hope not are you kidding me 
I would be mortified because also when they listed their tour dates for this tour, there's none even remotely near me on the West Coast. None. I was so pissed. I was like, come on, guys, come out my way. But no. So you guys can't break up. You got to come out here. Because what I love about Explosions in the Sky is it's one of the main bands that my oldest son, Ewan, and I connect on. He loves a lot of drum and beats and, and uh, you know, because he likes game design, he composes his own music. And when I show him a lot of my 90s grunge and alternative, it doesn't necessarily click for him. He, he can respect it. He thinks it's cool, but it just doesn't. It's not something he listens to. But Explosions in the Sky is one of those bands that I showed him. And because he has a cinematic mind like me, where you picture like visuals, he fell in love with them. And so sharing this album and Explosions in the Sky with my son was a really wonderful memory of 2023. Uh, we sat down and listened to it together and it was really special. Uh, Explosion in the Sky, by the way, is a quartet drummer, Chris Hrasky, uh, Mike, uh, guitarist, keyboardist, Michael James, Munaf Rayani and Mark Smith. Um, so that's Explosions in the Sky. Love that band so much. All right. We're going to keep trucking along. Number seven in the list is a band called Narrowhead and their album Moments of Clarity. So Narrowhead is an alternative. It says on Wikipedia metal band. It, I don't hear too much metal. I he definitely hear like um, definitely the grunge and rock of the 90s, the alternative rock of the 90s, again, as a compliment. They're from Dallas, Texas. Uh, the group was founded by vocalist Jacob Duarte in Dallas, but the band is now based in Houston. Uh, it's William Menjivar or Menjivar. Sorry if I fucked that up on guitar and bass. Carson Wilcox on drums and programming. And they also have Cora Puckett also for synth vocals and guitar. Did I say that right? I'm going to double check this real quick, guys, because I wanted to make sure um, this is just bear with me. Bear with me. Narrowhead. Okay, Narrowhead. I'm just making sure I get the members right. Because I remember when I was taking these notes down, I was hurrying because it took me so freaking long to get this set up like I told you. Yeah, Cora Puckett. Okay, Cora Puckett. I did it. I may cut that out or I may leave it. Who gives a shit, right? Well, I give a shit. I give a shit. Don't get me wrong. I just, you don't mind if I take a second to just look something up. Okay, uh, Narrowhead, really, really cool rock album. Definitely has that awesome, rough, raw, grungy, thick, grimy guitars and just, oh, it, it, it sounds like an album I would have had as a teenager. I think Narrowhead have a kick-ass sound. I've been keeping my eye on them for a while and uh, because they've released a couple things, but I think that this is relatively one of their, um, I don't think they have that many albums out but uh, let's see if I can see their discography. Yeah, they have a self-release, Satisfaction from 2016. Then they have 12th House Rock in 2020. And then Moments of Clarity is their third album. And it's fantastic. And I've been hearing tracks theirs because I feel like they were putting out, you know, singles and, and EPs. But this one was that, that full-length album that I finally sat down with. And it's great. All right, the next one may come as a surprise to you. But if you know and you follow a lot of the stuff I do, you know that I come from loving things like Leonard Cohen and Tori Amos. So um, adding a little bit of more of a, um, you know, especially the strong female energy that I love, but this has got to make it on almost everybody's top 10 this year. And for good reason, it goes to boy genius, the record. Now I 
Love this album. I love this project. If, if you don't know about Boy Genius, it's an indie supergroup and it's consisting of Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, and Lucy Dacus. Dacus. I don't know if I'm saying her name incorrectly. Anyway, those three. Now, I had heard Phoebe Bridgers before Boy Genius, and I'm, I'm sure some of the other two artists had come across some playlists or mixes along the way, but I wasn't paying too much attention. But I, when they started putting out songs together on their previous EP before this one, the record, I was like, wow, because you put those three songwriters together and magic happens. And I was so lucky because last year I got to go to Coachella for the first time and I got to see Boy Genius perform. They came out in these suits. They started out harmonizing in the beginning. It is a beautiful, fantastic album. Their, their voices together, they're combining their songwriting prowess and skill in the perfect way. And you really get a sense that they love working together. You see no kind of like competitiveness or I want this, I want that. It seems so uh, mutually shared love of writing songs. And there's some tracks on this album that aren't, you know, like Satanist has got that rocking and then there's that scream. I just recently saw them perform on Saturday Night Live and it was great. They're just great. I hope Boy Genius continues um, as a project. They really are magic together. And I know this landed on so many top tens of the year. But um, it, but again, I, I stand firmly that it's well-deserved. Boy Genius needs to be on everybody's rotation, I think, if you like this kind of music. And if you don't, if this isn't your jam, that's fine too. But I, I recommend you give it a listen. It's very heartfelt. I found my, myself tearing up and crying several times while listening to the album just from the, the emotion behind it all. Okay, uh, the next one up, number nine. We're almost through my top ten. Number nine is goes to Cigaros for Atta. Um, I don't know. There's an accent over the A at the beginning, and Atta is eight in Icelandic, and this is their eighth studio album. Um, if Cigaros is putting out an album, they're getting in my top ten. I, you know, now if the album wasn't that strong, then I would maybe consider it being in the honorable mentions. But I love this band, and getting a new album from them after so long was a beautiful thing thematically it's haunting it's ethereal they delivered uh Yonsi brings that von Lenska, that hopelandic back on this album there's probably some tracks also saying in icelandic it's it's always that balance between the two that he does because i know people love to point out to me whenever i post cigaros content they're always like do you know that Yonsi only sings in gibberish and i've covered it before but that's not true if you weren't aware he oscillates between Hopelandic, von Lenska, or um, Icelandic. And it varies from song to song. Um, now, on the album brackets, I'm pretty sure that's all in Hopelandic, all that made up sonically just using his voice as an instrument. But since that time, I feel like it just jumps back and forth. So you can't ever say it's just all gibberish because he does sing songs lyrically in Icelandic. This album is beautiful. It's got a great feel. I, I was so lucky to see Sigaros again play this year live at the Hollywood Bowl with a symphony orchestra. Oh, my God. I can't even begin to tell you. I cried so much. It was so powerful, so emotional. And I feel fortunate because the year before I got to see Sigaros on a tour where it was just them as a band. And that was like the rocking full, like they definitely did the distorted guitars as well as the ethereal. But this tour with the orchestra was very, very cinematic and ethereal, not as 
never got into that heavy, uh, heavy rocking place. Um, but it was incredible. And I got to talk to the band again, which it's been cool getting to know them. And if you didn't see last tour, Yonzi kissed me on the cheek. And then this tour, I kissed him on the cheek. So, Hey, we're just, we're going to be smooching each other for a long time. I hope. Um, anyway, now let's, let's, Oh, Oh, and I, by the way, Sigaros, I am going to mess up these names, but they are an Icelandic post rock band that formed in 1994 in Reykjavik, Reykjavik, Iceland. It is lead vocalist and guitarist Jonzi, bassist George Holm, and keyboardist Karten Svensson uh, are the members of Sigros. And I butchered all the pronunciation on that. So if you're Icelandic, I'm so sorry, but I love you and I love your country. You're beautiful and visiting you this past year was a dream come true. All right. Number 10, we come to the end of my 10 and then I'll quickly list off the honorable mentions. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail about those, but my number 10 album of the year, this one is going to throw you, I think, because you might not expect it from me. The band is called Young Fathers and the album is called Heavy Heavy. This is their fourth album. Young Fathers is formed in Edinburgh, Scotland in 2008 by... I'm going to mess up this name pronunciation, but I'm going to do my best. Aloysius Massaquai, Caius Bancole, and Graham G. Hastings. Did my best shot at those pronunciations. Um, these guys, this energy, once you jump into heavy, heavy, it is something that you're going to, you're going to be like, Oh, Jacob likes this. Yeah. Cause it has this tribal earth, energy like a like a church choir it kind of moves it drives in your chest and just gets in now if you start listening to this album and it doesn't connect right away the magic of it is is i just when i listen to it it's just this driving these notes that they do and it builds and builds and you just can't help but feel like you're gonna jump up and dance outside like you're gonna raise your hands the heavens and just shake all over the place and that's why it made it in the top 10, because when I first listened to it, it was like, OK. And then it came on one time when I was traveling. I was on an airplane and I had the headphones on and I just felt my whole chest, my whole head just going like this, just moving. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. And I found this band surprisingly because in a playlist, one of their songs came through and this song was much more like a dreamy kind of like they're singing in these falsetto notes and there was this video that I looked up and they're like walking in Scotland on the, the hills and the, the mountains there. And I was like, Oh, this is beautiful. And then you go to the album and it's not quite like that piece of music, but I, I fell in love with it. And so I love what young fathers are doing. I really loved heavy, heavy, and it deserved its spot in my top 10. Cause I spent a lot of time letting it lift me up in 2023. Okay. We've been going for a minute, so I'm going to try to get through the honorable mentions. And again, the honorable mentions, I'm just going to specify, love them all. They could have easily gotten into the top 10 had I spent more time with them. And there's probably some uh, there's probably some albums that came out in 2023 that either came out late or I learned about them late, so I didn't get time with them. I also miss, uh, missed a lot of things. So I know that even when I was putting this together, I probably didn't get everything. And I didn't include on my honorable mentions, Manchester Orchestra put out this amazing EP that I listened like 
to so many times this year, but it was an EP technically. And it was, it was stated as an EP. Um, it wasn't like with origami angel, which was like, Oh, this is a mixtape, but that felt like an album. Um, all right, let's get into it. Crosses. Crosses is a side project of Chino Moreno from Deftones and also Sean Lopez from Far. They're based in Los Angeles. They've been around for a while, but this is like their second album and it's called Good Night, God Bless, I Love You, Delete. Such a cool album. Vibes for days. Crosses. Okay, up next, Royal Blood. I am new to the Royal Blood party. Uh, they've been around for a while and I've heard the name, but I just never spent any time with them. And that I got to go see... Um, Royal Blood with Tim Dow and he took me to go see him and I was just blown away. Two guys, drums and the dude who plays bass guitar, Mike Kerr and Ben Thatcher. These guys are from the UK and the things he does in that bass are so cool. The way all the sounds and pedals and stuff that he makes him sound, you know, makes the sounds with them. And I was just blown away by their live performance. It was such a kick-ass um experience and to be sitting next to Tim Dow from Shiner, incredible musician, incredible drummer, a, a ton of other bands as well, but such a cool guy and brought me to go see this show. And, uh, I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Now, Royal blood has gotten some shit. I know that there's people who follow me, who have messaged me and told me that they were really like rude or terrible, terrible to a crowd in the UK and they pissed them off. And so it put a bad taste in their mouth. And I've heard some feedback about that. Um, but that aside, I think they kick ass. And this album, which is called Back to the Water Below, is great. Honorable mention indeed. OK, I better move quick. because There's a lot here. OK, Depeche Mode, Memento Mori. Um, great album, great to get a new album from, um, Depeche Mode, especially after, um, the tragic passing of Andy Fletcher, just to have them put these songs out and then go on a tour. I didn't get to see the tour. Um, and again, the, a band like Depeche Mode has so many great albums and especially the stuff from their early years, which are a big part of my youth. Um, that's always a challenge when there's something, a band that's that iconic is you tend to, when you want to listen to Depeche Mode, you go back to Violator or you go back, you know, you go back to the ones that you know, because you want that. So I listened to it. I loved it. Um, it was worthy of an honorable mention. Okay. Next up, Slow Dive. Everything is alive. It's their fifth album. Um, it was great to have more stuff out by Slow Dive. Again, great, great, fantastic record. You're probably familiar with them with that shoegazy, dreamy sound that they put out there. Uh, Slow Dive is a fantastic band and have so many incredible pieces of music that they've put out over the years. Um, so that was a great album. All right, next up, a band that's been around forever. Also, Yola Tango, This Stupid World. This is their 17th studio album. Wow. So many albums from Yola Tango and this did not disappoint. I had a really good time. Um, they always deliver good stuff and I loved this stupid world by Yola Tango. Okay, next. This one got close to making the, the top 10, but I didn't start listening to it strongly until the end of the year. But Sufjan Stevens' Javelin, this is his 10th studio album. It's wonderful. Oh my God. This album is wonderful. I just put it on the other day and I was playing it in the whole house and Jamie, my wife was like, what, what is this? And I was like, it's Sufjan. She's like, oh wow. It was just, holy shit. It's great. So that one got so close to being in the top 10. I just didn't spend enough time with it, but I highly recommend Sufjan Stevens Javelin. Okay. This next one, I'm going to take a little caveat. Now I have tons of people who follow me 
um, and follow my content, especially my waterproof crew, which is my subscriber group. And they're amazing. And so many people out there, including me, love Queens of the Stone Age's music and loves what this band puts out. Now, I just recently made a no one knows reaction video and I got some I got some very strongly worded messages. I got a lot of people who came at me in my in my messages and just really discouraged me because of the controversy that surrounds um, Josh and some of the things that have happened and, and allegations and, and violence and abuse and what those things are. Now, I want to be sympathetic and empathetic and be like, I, I am never okay with any of that. I don't know a lot of the details. And for my fans and followers that love Queens of the Stone Age, I it is a very difficult thing to separate the art from the artist. And when that kind of stuff happens, I enjoyed In Times New Roman. I thought it was a really cool album. But I do want to specify that I do hear the people that wrote me and shared things about allegations and, and things that were going on behind closed doors. And I want to be respectful. And I know if that's triggering and upsetting for you, I apologize. Um, the The band does put out good work. They do put out good music. I had a blast seeing them live for the first time this year at Riot Fest. Um, so it's just a fine line that I'm trying to walk here where I'm trying to be respectful, respectful of people's feelings, the people that reached out to me and really were frustrated that I was you know, talking about this or promoting this band. And then I know there's the diehard Queens of the Stone Age fans that are my friends Walking that fine line. So so I understand um, if this is a very divisive opinion, but it, it's a cool album. All right. Next up, James and the Cold Gun, their debut self-titled album. This is another band that I saw play at the Loose Groove Party. Uh, they're from Wales. Lead singer, also very tall. Great energy. What a fun album. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure their album is absolutely a tribute to the Mother Love Bone album. When you look at it, you're like, yeah, that's that seems a tip of the hat for sure. Um, great band. So much fun energy. Just great rocking music from Wales. And they put on a hell of a good show. James and the Cold Gun. Fantastic. Honorable mention. All right. I, I still oh, I have still so many to go. OK, we're going to rush through um, Gaz Coombs. Um, this is the. Frontman of the famous band Supergrass, and he puts out solo work. Uh, this is his fourth solo album, Turn the Car Around. I really enjoyed that one. Up next, Andy Schauf. Andy Schauf is a Canadian singer-songwriter from Saskatchewan. Um, he's a multi-instrumentalist, and I wasn't familiar with Andy until this. He's been going for a long time. He's got a lot of music out there, um, a lot of albums, and has been putting out music for a long time. But this is the first time I heard him, and the album is called Norm. And uh, it's got kind of a story going on behind it about Norm and God and I think a tow truck driver. So a really good album there. Um, next up, Black Belt Eagle Scout. And the album is The Land, The Water, and The Sky. Black Belt Eagle Scout is a project by Catherine Paul. So she calls herself Black Belt Eagle Scout. Um, very cool album. Um, next up, the Murder Capital out of Ireland. I got to also see these guys play at Coachella. Um, Irish band, lots of fun, um, you know, kind of post-punk rock energy. They put on a good show, uh, really entertaining performance by the lead singer. And then when I was walking around Coachella, I met a couple of the dudes from the band and I took a picture with them, um, walked up to them and said, I really enjoyed their stuff. So the album uh, is called Gigi's Recovery. Super cool, fun rock album. 
Up next, we've got Big Brave. They are an experimental band out of Montreal, Quebec. They're a three-piece wild, wild shit. Um, Really experimental. These bellowing, crying out vocals of the singer. Long form, kind of experimental. But I love that stuff. Sometimes it comes just in the right way. These deep, you know, Gutterful, guttural thumps and and drum hits and bass hits and just it just feels there's echoes of Godspeed, you Black Emperor in there. Um, very cool project, big brave. Um, Parish. This one came late on my radar, but I really loved the album. Uh, the album is called "You're in Both Dreams and You're Scared." They're a French band and they're from Paris. Um, Parish and it's P and then that A E. That's Tucked together, whatever that thing is called. <laughs> That's how they spell parish. Um, all right, nearing the last two, Super Bloom. I don't think a lot of people know about Super Bloom. I feel like somebody who followed me sent me a link and I heard it and I was like, this is that 90s awesome fucking hum sound that I've been missing so long. And uh, the album is called Life's a Blur. They're out of Boston. So loved Super Bloom. Keep at it. Really love what you're doing. And then the last one on my honorable mentions uh, of the of the top of 2023 is Screaming Fe- Females Desire Pathway. Now, the thing that sucks is they broke up in December of 2023. But this is a great album. They also played at Riot Fest, but they were playing when another band I was trying to see was happening at the same time. So I had to make a difficult decision, but now I feel like an asshole because I could have seen screaming females play for one of the last times before they split up, but desire pathway, good rock, great album, great band. Excuse me. Burping here at the end of the show. And that's it. That's it. That is the top of 2023. Now again, I'm going to say I probably missed something that you loved. I probably missed something that you loved and that's okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Music is, it's a, uh, individual journey. <laughs> I'm not going to harp on too much on people who get bent out of shape because like I promised my audience before the people who listen to my show are usually on board with what I'm here to talk about. Um, if you're just a troll rolling through just a comment to say like, I don't know jack shit about music. Well then there's the door. Um, these were the band, the bands, and the albums that were good for me in 2023. All right. I'm going to be putting out a TikTok, probably highlighting a lot of these bands as well, but I did want to share them with you today. So thank you for the, uh, the first episode, episode 50, five, zero. I have done 50 of waterproof records. I cannot believe that. Um, still love making the show many more episodes to come guests on deck that I'm finally going to get booked this year. And I can't wait. Um, and I'm hoping to, as a goal in 2024 is to get a permanent space that I can have the show set up and grow and flourish for you. But thank you. I can't do this show without you. Thank you again for supporting me and to my waterproof crew that subscribes on Instagram. I couldn't do it without you. You're so awesome. I love the conversations that go on in that chat and I love just how you support me, um, each month and I really appreciate it. Now, uh, also want to mention, mention DistroKid again, distrokid.com slash VIP slash waterproof. So make sure you go get that 30% off, um, from my sponsor that helps make waterproof records possible. I couldn't make this show without you though. You're the most important of all. And I'd love to quadruple the listeners of the show this year. Let's, let's go to the next level, share it with people say, Hey, I really enjoy his banter and it's, uh, you know, what he's got to say or whatever it is. 
and uh, help me grow this audience even bigger so that, that one day I could go on the road and bring a Waterproof Records uh, podcast live to your city and we could take things to the next level. But thanks again for supporting me. I really appreciate you um, because the show started in 2021. It was a pretty rough start in 2021. But here we are going into year three, episode 50, more episodes to come. And I'm so excited to bring more awesome conversations with you, uh, really dig in and becoming more vulnerable and open with what I've got going on in my life and just sharing those stories and ideas. So thank you so much. I love you. We'll see you next time on Waterproof Records. Bye. Things are going to change. I can feel it. It's just going to be that kind of fight. Waterproof Records.